This is UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. And my bullseye! Now, here is your host, Paul Peck. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the regular season. It is time to get it started, and this is the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold. My name is Paul Peck. I'm the voice of the Bulls. We're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, where we will be every Monday at noon recording the show. So we encourage everybody to come on down here, but we are here to get you ready for the start of the regular season. Coach Leipold is here with me. It's a 6 o'clock kickoff on Saturday night against Delaware State at UB Stadium. Weather is supposed to be great. Four o'clock is when Stampede Square gets started with country music star Keith James performing. Are you ready? This is the best week of the year for you, Lance, and for every football coach, isn't it? Yeah, it's passed upon us. It seems like it was just yesterday, though. It was August and 2nd. The players were reporting, and all of a sudden now we're into game week. It, and I think it's it's time to get going. We, we've gone against each other long enough, and it's time to get this thing kicked off. Is there a different – you know, I'm, I'm sure you'll tell me this is always a highly anticipated week for you and for the players and for the coaches. But because of where your team is at, where it's coming from, where it has the potential to go, is there any different feeling for you as you roll into week number one? I, you know, that's a good question. I, I think there's just a, a better sense of routine of where we've been at, Paul, and I think the confidence of our players on how they go about it, I, I think kind of gets you excited to see if they, they're ready to kind of pick up where they left off last season. So that's there, but each team is different. You know, each and every year is different. Uh, as coaches, sometimes you're you know your blemishes a little bit more than others and you're trying to make sure that that you're building depth and doing those things but I, I think uh, much as what's been out here in the preseason about some of our players and about our team is is you know rightfully earned and, and excited and I'm excited to see them go out and play Saturday. Well speaking of the coaches earlier today the Mid-American Conference releasing its annual head coaches preseason poll and because whether you think us and the media know what we're talking about or not, we know the coaches know what they're talking about. The media poll picked your team to finish second in the MAC East. Well, look at the coaches have come back and done the very same thing. But not only that, Coach, they've actually picked you closer to first place Ohio than even us crazy media guys did. <laughs> well, again, that's, that's much like uh, many of the things that, that has happened for some of our individual players. Those are nice. And... Uh, it shows, I think, where we've come as a program maybe in people's eyes. But it, it doesn't matter until we really go out and do it. And, and I know that's, it, that's not always the, the most popular thing to say, but you, you have to go out and earn those things and, and play to a level that, that kind of backs that up. Uh, ten first-place votes for the Ohio Bobcats, two first-place votes for the Bulls in the MAC East, followed by Miami, Akron, Bowling Green, and Kent State. MAC West was even closer, Northern Illinois by one vote over Toledo. Uh, five first-place votes for the Huskies, three for the Rockets. Of course, the Bulls play the Rockets this year, and the coaches have determined that it's going to be Ohio that's going to be the MAC champion this year, but we know those things are all to be decided. So before we get in a little more on your team, uh, is Ohio, do you feel like, the gold standard of the division and the team that, that your team has to show that it can compete with? I, I think the division is going to be highly competitive all the way through. Um, I think that's what I've really come to appreciate about our conference um, the, over the last couple of years. Um, but when you look at what they have returning, uh, I think a, a lot of the you know 
early season predictions is many times predicated at the quarterback position. And, and uh, I think when you look at what Ohio has and what they have coming back all the way around, I think they've earned that right um, to do that. And uh, But you look at, to me, Miami and, and Akron for the season that they had last year, I think they're kind of being underlooked by some people. And then, uh, you know, Bowling Green has gone through some growing pains as far as some injuries and, and transition. And, uh, you know, Kent is having a new staff. So everyone's dangerous, and, and that's the way it is. So Ohio's the one to beat right now, but, uh, you know, right now the one to really beat is Delaware State. With Bulls head coach Lance Leipold, this is the UB Football Insider Show where it's Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway getting you ready for the season opener on Saturday, 6 o'clock start against Delaware State. So regular season mode now means training camp is over. So sum up for me a month worth of training camp, goals, accomplishments, decisions that were made. Reflect back on what the last month has been like. Uh, very pleased with the way training camp went, Paul. I, I, again, I think when you look at some of the things that we had just talked about it the routine has become very natural for our players and with some of the rules um you know accompanied with the fact that we have that many returning starters in some spots i thought our daily routine with with camp went very very smooth and um and with that we were able to end our our days sooner we were on we're not on the practice field as long all those things have allowed us to break camp um, probably the most healthy we have been in, in my four seasons. And, and hopefully that'll, that'll help us stay healthy throughout the year. You know, staying healthy means the competition level stays high. And I think you've said this on the show before, that there was more competition and a higher level of depth that's been generated by this team. Uh, and when fans look at the two-deep lineup that will come out uh, tomorrow, they'll, they'll see a lot of the familiar names. Again, you're only replacing three starters on your offense, so it's a lot of the same guys. Um, but in some of the backup positions, there have been some younger players that have started to emerge. I want you to talk about a couple of the young guys either guys that are going to start or going to be key backups that maybe the fans aren't as familiar with as they are Anthony Johnson and Tyree Jackson and Emmanuel Reed and some of those guys well uh, you know and I think when you when you first of all Paul talk about depth I think the nice thing is, is that going into year four now we've been able to recruit for the system and has not, and nothing to do with the, the individual players or talent it's the fit of what what we want to try to do and I think as we continue to build that I think that that helps us get that depth. And when you refer to a few people, I look at a, a receiver like Antonio Nunn, who showed flashes last year being able to be a, a big play receiver. Well, now he's had a spring and a fall camp of getting a lot of reps and continue to mature and gain confidence in the system. I think he's somebody that, you know, you talk about Anthony Johnson and K.J. Osborne. Well, now you got somebody like Antonio that can do it. At the tight end position, Zach LaFave from, from Victor, New York, is I, I think somebody that, again, had an injury in the spring uh, late last season and, and carried in the spring a little bit. He's had an excellent camp, not only as an athletic uh, receiving tight end, but he's really improved on his blocking. Um, and uh, I know a couple of guys, w w particularly on defense, one of the ones are a couple of your defensive linemen. Uh, you're going to use a lot. You, mm -hmm. you said that to me last week. You've, you, you put me to the test to be prepared for about 37 <laughs> defensive linemen yeah. to game. But I know there's a couple of guys, younger guys, newer guys, that are going to be keys there too. Yeah, I think when you look at our team and, and you look at somebody that showed a few flashes last year, kind of built on it in the spring, and I thought he's had another nice camp is Malcolm Kuntz, who will be a true sophomore, played a little bit last year. Um, we're able to a very athletic uh, a defensive end. 
Um, also a young man who had to sit out last year due to a transfer is Taylor Riggins uh, from Rochester, New York. Is He originally went to UMass um, out of high school. After one year there, he wanted to, wanted to transfer closer to home. And I, I think he's a young man who's a very uh, versatile athlete. We, we decided to play him at defensive end. He's highly disciplined. He, he has a great motor. He just does a lot of little things right. I'm really anxious to see what he does on the field on game day. All right, so there's a couple of names for everybody to keep their eyes out for. Check those rosters by the programs. There's going to be some new names to emerge. Not anybody, no, nobody really knew much about Anthony Johnson a year ago at this time, and certainly look where he has gone. Matter of fact, another great honor for Anthony. We're going to talk about that and dive into a game preview of the Delaware State Hornets. When we return, segment two is coming up. It's the Bulls and the Delaware State Hornets on Saturday at 6. More of UB Football Insider from Learfield. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold. My name is Paul Peck. We're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. It's Buffalo's original pizzeria. We're going to be here every Monday at noon recording the show. So if you're looking for a place to come and grab lunch, you want to talk a little football, meet Coach Leipold. We'll have player guests here every Monday. This is the place to be. And, of course, Saturday the place to be is at UB Stadium. Why not spend some time with family and friends at the stadium? UB football team opens up Saturday, September 1st against Delaware State. Kickoff is 6 o'clock. Stampede Square opens at 4 with country music star Keith James. Season tickets available. Order to order. Call one eight seven seven ub there or visit ubbulls.com. Coach, uh, before we get to talking about Delaware State a little bit, I mentioned Anthony Johnson. Another honor for AJ comes out last week when he was named to the Associated Press preseason All-American fourth team uh, second team, I'm sorry, yep. mm -hmm. second team, no Bulls player had ever been mentioned and named to a preseason Associated Press All-American team, which is really kind of the gold standard of those preseason teams. So what did that mean for the program? What did that mean for Anthony? He probably shrugged his shoulders and said, okay. Yeah, yeah let's go to work. <laughs> um, you know, it, it says a lot for Anthony, and I, I think it's to the point that, uh, you know, he as an individual, our offense, and some things have been able to, to make that, you know, that national step, I guess, to, for people to really take notice. And, you know, there's not a lot of group of five players on those All-American teams. So a lot of people have had a chance to watch film on Anthony Johnson and compare him to anyone across the country. And uh, he's been able to kind of gain their attention. So it says a lot for him. It says a lot about, you know, you know, the current status of where we may be, but also, of course, it can help us recruit in the future. Has the trickle-down from some of that mean you're starting to hear from people outside of the Western New York area, coaching colleagues, uh, Wisconsin folks, friends, yeah. family, people all over the country, that they're starting to notice beyond just making it a point to mm -hmm. focus on Buffalo, but right. nationally? Yeah, I think so, that when, you know, whether it be, you know, Tyree or, or, or Anthony or, or Khalil, Khalil Hodge. Sure. And for what they've done, I think some people have noticed that, uh, you know, we've, we've been able to, I say, recruit and develop, and, and the players have done a great job themselves uh, as far as getting themselves in that type of situation. And uh, we're taking steps to, to build the program that we wanted to do when we arrived. Uh, all right, now time to talk about the opponent for Saturday's game. Our keys to the game are presented by Town BMW, the official auto partner of UB Athletics. We love our town. It's the Delaware State Hornets from FCS coming to Buffalo for the Saturday 6 o'clock kickoff. Uh, 
Two and nine last year, Delaware State. That prompted a coaching change for them. They bring in one of their more notable alums, a gentleman by the name of Rod Milstad, who was an All-American and NFL player at Delaware State. So aside from the challenges of an FCS team, you now have the challenges of a team that mm -hmm. may be changing everything <laughs> they've done. Yeah, so, you know, uh, you know, there's film exchange from the season before, Paul, but when everything is almost new, what you're getting you have no idea what you're going to get on game day and for someone that is coached in high school they have coaches that were at the division two level and other places you're just trying to figure out something what maybe philosophically from what they've had and what they're going to do and and that'll make a very interesting first half um you know uh we we have to be prepared and um you know for, for really anything and probably keep it pretty vanilla to start to get a feel for what they're going to do. Tell me that you actually went and looked at Rod Milstadt's high school football team film to figure out something about his scheme. We'll never tell. <laughs> okay. YouTube is a great thing. All, <laughs> All right. right. And so. you've just answered the question. All right. Last year, Delaware State, in the midst of a difficult season, did play two FBS teams. West Virginia, they lost 59-16. to And then at the end of the year, a rescheduled game against Florida State where they kind of got run off the field at 77-6. to Do you look any more at games that an FCS team plays against FBS to try to gauge – something about how it relates to this game um not really because you know going down to florida state is is different than playing you know against a mid-american conference school so uh, i look at it realistically of what they're going to do athletically um position to position and maybe where it matches up uh you know they've they've been able to you know through some tough seasons when you look at their roster they have kept a lot of players in the program and and sometimes when you bring in a new coach and there's new excitement early in the year especially somebody that's a famous alum for them i'm sure they're going to take the field with great passion and energy and and they're going to look to execute so you never know um and many times you have a chance to play against schools like this that are very talented, especially at, at maybe receiver and running back and, and at corner. So the matchups and some of the things will be very interesting for us. Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, they, they haven't decided on, or at least we're not sure they've decided on who their quarterback is going to be. They have a thrower and a runner, but we do know they were pretty, pretty good yeah. running backs, all conference level guys and Bryson Allen and a guy named Mike Waters who is fast and quick but missed most of last season, uh, and a couple of decent receivers as well, too. Is that what you've seen from their offense? Y yes, absolutely. You, you hit it on the quarterbacks. They've played two last year, so you don't know exactly what, what decision, and to their credit, they'll keep it probably under wraps, and you mentioned the running backs. Um, you know, the thing you worry about, Paul, is that in, in today's football and keeping your team healthy, how many live situations can you do? How many live times are you going to really tackle, whether it be in the spring through fall camp? So when it gets to be the real thing, you know, on Saturday night, how well will we tackle? And if, and if the team has good quickness and things like that, you've got to make sure you stay true to your fundamentals. In, the, in your four years here, this will be the third time you've opened with an FCS team. The other time was last year at Minnesota. Does that present any different challenges? Is there a preference on your end as to whether it's a, a lower-level opener or a big college opener? Does it mean anything to you as a coach? Not right now. It really doesn't. You're just excited to get it started. And, uh, you know, I think it's probably – preferable that you can be at home if you could I think as much as anything but each one presents its own uniqueness and that you can you can kind of build off of because if you're going to go to a Minnesota like last year that's going to help you if you're going to go on the road in the conference play sometimes you can get off to 
uh, you know, you're staying your good routine and get off to a start at home. So we're excited to be at home and uh, show our fans uh, really what this 2018 team can be. All right, your French onion soup from here at Santors is getting cold, so we're going to let you go and have yourself some lunch. Uh, good luck the rest of the week. We're excited. I know you are. The coaches and the players are. Can't wait to see the 2018 debut of the Bulls on Saturday. Thank you very much, Bob. All right, that's Bulls head coach Lance Leipold, but we are not done here on the UB Football Insider Show. We're going to have the broadcast cast crew join us over the next couple of segments for some really good analysis about this team and about this season and don't forget why don't you get geared up in your buffalo blue and white shop the bulls team store and alumni arena or visit shopubbulls.com the official online store the buffalo bulls got to be rocking your blue and white on saturday at ub stadium for the season opener six o'clock kickoff weather's going to be great Delaware State's the opponent. We'll talk much more about that, and we'll break down this Bulls team with Bulls radio color analyst Scott Wilson. That is coming up next. This is the UB Football Insider Show from Learfield. Welcome back to the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold. My name is Paul Peck. want to remind Bulls fans that it started earlier today and it runs through noon on tomorrow on Tuesday. A UB ticket flash sale, single game tickets for Saturday's game, just $18 and a 20% discount at the Bulls team shop. So if you haven't gotten your tickets for Saturday's opener against Delaware State, Go get them now. The flash sale runs through noon tomorrow at the ticket office at UB's Alumni Arena. Well, we're happy to welcome in Bulls radio color analyst Scott Wilson will return for his second year in the booth. We're super proud of our broadcast, Scott. We come on an hour before kickoff, so 5 o'clock for the pregame show on Saturday. We're on in Buffalo right here on ESPN 1520 and in Rochester on 1280 Fox Sports and always on the TuneIn app. Happy to have you back for another year. You are no longer a rookie color analyst yeah I, I made my way through the freshman year hazing and uh, survived no and, hazing. And, and you guys brought me back <laughs> I'm just excited to be here I mean this is um, really what the program has been building towards and kind of what we expected to see where the program would be uh, at this point uh, under coach Leipold and uh, I've been ready since that Ohio game last season ended and and everybody was a little bit uh, disappointed obviously that we didn't get that 13th game but uh, you can see where things were headed and sure. I think that that's what we're going to see this year I, I can't wait to get uh, to get this thing underway under a week now uh, against Delaware State a team that uh, is going to be vastly undermanned against the Bulls but still Buffalo's going to have to go out and we've seen crazier things happen they're going to have to go out and perform but uh, still I, I cannot wait to get this season underway. I'm with you. Quick question about last year before we dive into a little more this year. You, sure. you touched on it. You know, I think of last year, you, you, the three-game winning streak, important. Uh, no no margin more, more than 10 points was, in. you know, particularly off the two years ago when the Bulls were not as competitive as you wanted them to be. Right. They were competitive in every game. Uh, you know, and then, the, then you factor in all the oddities of the season of a 71-68-7 overtime game and having to play three quarterbacks. But week in and week out, there were so many encouraging signs of the building process and and obviously coulda shoulda woulda right. couple of plays go one way it, it has the potential to be an eight win season but but how much of what last year was ro is rolling into what this year will be oh I think that we saw it um, if you just go back to Joe Licata starts the last three or four games there of his sophomore year and then it's a bowl game the next season in 2012 we, and yeah 13. we kind of saw the ball start rolling and I think 
Um, it, it wasn't quite that because I think we saw the ball rolling when everyone was healthy early on in the season. And if you look back at last year, I think, like you said, a couple plays, I think they're three plays away from having a nine-win team and being in Detroit. But besides that, the wins that they got weren't just wins over the bottom of the league. They were against an Ohio team that I think should have or was talented enough to certainly be in Detroit sure. as, as well, along with UB and Akron. Uh, FAU wins FAU. 10 games, and now they did all not of a sudden lose after that game. Right. I, I mean, the, the wins they got were against really good teams. So I think that if everyone stays healthy last year, it's a, it's a different story. And this season, if everyone is healthy, I think that they're going to be able to really steamroll a lot of these teams on their schedule. Well, and it starts with the, what we kind of like to refer to as the big three, and uh, yeah. and there's a reason why you can call them the big three. And right. I know a point that you have made to me before is more than likely there isn't going to be a week when the Bulls aren't going to have the best quarterback on the field right. and the best wide receiver on the field. And anybody that follows football and knows football, when you have those two elements – those lead to a lot of wins. Right, uh, especially in the MAC. Right. If you look back at MAC champions in the past, they've got a combination like that, whether it n not necessarily be a, a wide receiver, but maybe a quarterback and a running back or a quarterback and a, a, like a dynamic tight end, that type of thing. The Bulls are not going to be outmanned offensively by any stretch of the imagination. I think they're deep at running back. Um, offensively, this is the most depth that they've ever had. Program history, period. End of discussion. Wide receivers, tight ends, everyone can catch the ball. Everyone blocks. Everyone can run after the catch. Everyone can make a big play at any point. And I think that that's really the big difference between this team and a lot of the other teams is everyone can punish a defense at any time. And then, of course, you've got a six foot seven <laughs> freak of nature <laughs> tossing the ball around who I think made a huge step in his development last year. Particularly if you look at that end of the year. Yeah, if you look at his first four games and then the last four games of the season, it was a development just understanding the offense, feeling comfortable in the offense, and understanding that he doesn't have to run every single time that anything might happen. He learned just to step up in the pocket and deliver. And when he did that, he tore defenses apart and really made life miserable for defenses. With Bulls radio color analyst Scott Wilson, this is the UB Football Insider Show. So what's the next step for Tyree? What do you want to see rolling in off the way he played, averaging 340 sure. yards passing a game in the last three games? What's the next step for him? I think a little bit more consistency. I mean, we saw it for the last four games, and now we're going to have to see it for the whole season. Uh, obviously, I think that he's learned his lesson as far as how aggressively he runs out of the pocket. He knows that he's got to keep himself healthy. If he's not in the game, he can't make the impact that he's going to want to make. He, he wants to make it through the full season. So I think that we're going to see him. I mean, uh, he's still a competitor. He's still going to make some plays where we're like, Eesh. Slow down, slow down, slide. slide. I, I sense you're going to yell that a few times. Yes, but I think that in his head, that's in his head now, so I think he's more cognizant of the fact that he needs to do that. Um, I want to see him just kind of be more consistent with his footwork, some of the shorter passes, and something that we saw him do when he came back those last four games was check it down. Mm -hmm. He's got the arm strength, and he's got the accuracy that he knows that he can put it in some right. of those tight windows. And he knows he's got Sometimes a wide receiver Anthony that can Johnson's do anything. He's going to be double covered, and he's not <laughs> yes. going to be the place you're going to want to go. And to be able to stay patient 
and check it down to the running back and just pick up six or seven yards on first down, you're setting yourself up for the whole rest of the drive. He did that last year, and I, I, I'm expecting, I know we, we saw it in, in practice, that he's still in that mindset, that he's going to take what's there and continue the ball down the field. And, uh, you know, I think it's also a, a pretty nice um, feeling for him to know that, you know, listen, if things do break down, I can just chuck it up to 83, yeah. and he's going to bring it down for yeah, a big play. That's true. All right, if that short snippet of in-depth analysis isn't enough for you, <laughs> you're going to get three and a half hours of Scott, uh, even a little more when we come on the air at 5 o'clock on Saturday here on ESPN 1520 and roll right into the game broadcast. 6 o'clock tip uh, kickoff for the Bulls against Delaware State. Bulls fans, skip the lines and go mobile. Get the most flexible ticket option for UB fans. You choose the number of tickets, the date, and the event. For more information, visit ubbulls.com slash mobile pass. Scott, thanks for the insight. Can't wait to see you when we kick it off on Saturday. Can't wait for Saturday. Scott Wilson, Bulls Radio Color Analyst. We will keep rolling along. Brad Ryder, Bulls pregame and halftime and postgame host. He'll join us next. You're listening to the UB Football Insider Show from Learfield. Welcome back to the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold. My name is Paul Peck. I'm the voice of the Bulls, now joined by Bulls halftime, pregame, postgame, and generally chiming in during the game, utility man Brad Ryder. I tell you the scoring things. Yes, scoring drives. You are the replay analyst. Yes, and we love having you there because you cover a lot of ground for us. So we're excited to have you back again, Brad, as part of the broadcast. Of course, it all gets going on Saturday. Home opener, 6 o'clock kickoff against Delaware State. We'll be on the air with a radio broadcast at 5 with Brad and then get you right into kickoff. All right, Brad, what we want to talk about a little bit today is just the attention that has come to this program. And I think you and I are both, and Scott and Bob have been around long enough that, that I think it's safe to say there has never been this level of anticipation going into a UB football season. We live it. You know, we're, we're, we're not the family, but we're very close mm -hmm. to the family. And, and I think we have sort of tried to serve as ambassadors for this program. That's a great the, the, word. The too. football program, but really just the athletic department in general um, for as long as we've been a part of this. And... I think a lot of what I've gotten from people over the course of 10-plus years that I've been doing this is, well, let me know when blank. Let me know when this is going to happen. Let me know when this is a team that's going to compete to go uh, go to Detroit. That this is a team that's going to win. When is this team, when are they going to have some first-round picks? When are they going to have a shot, a real shot at, uh, you know, a, a winning record, a bowl game, a big bowl game, a game I've heard of? When is all these? Now. Now is when that's happening. Yeah. So. Um, it, it's it's more exciting than usual, even though we're always amped up this time of year when the weather starts to cool off a little bit and we're just we're getting ready. We're starting to think about road trips and all this stuff. The fact that the season is opening and I can legitimately look somebody in the eye and say, you really need to see this team from the first week of the season all the way through. Don't wait until October when the record might land where we think it might land and when the, the hype might become what we think it might. Buffalo is an event town, and it always has been. When the NCAA tournament comes to town, we'll pack the arena. We'll pack it every single time. That's why it keeps coming back, and it's going to come back again. Um, UB football has had some very good crowds a few times. Syracuse comes to town. Look, everybody's here. Army right. comes to town. Baylor blackout. Everybody comes to town. This time around, this year, it's not about being a little part of what college football is. It's about the UB Bulls and where they are going to be. So it's not just, oh, look, they're playing against Ohio State. I'll tune in and watch them on television. This is about this team this year and some players who are going to be playing in the NFL, and that's what everybody seems to care about. So I, I'm here to say, don't miss out. 
on uh, Anthony Johnson. Don't miss out on Tyree right. Jackson. Don't miss out on Khalil Hodge like you may have with Khalil Mack. Yeah, and I, and I think what's interesting, too, is as crazy as it sounds to say it today, there was not this level of hype about Khalil Mack going into the 2013 season. We all knew he had a chance to be a first-round pick. We all knew he was going to break records. But until that Ohio State game right. happened, you didn't know, oh, there's no doubt he's going to be a first-round pick. And obviously, look what he has become. The, the hype with Anthony Johnson started at the end of last year. The hype with Tyree Jackson being mentioned in almost every prominent national article written about the quarterback futures of 2019 and 2020 has his name in it. That, I think, takes the, the this season's hype to a different level for a Buffalo football fan. Well, and what's more fun than a quarterback-receiver combination that both have this level of expectation on them and this level of excitement around them and the ability to work together uh, to go out there and put on a show? We like points. Everybody likes points. They're going to score points. They're going to rack up yards. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun team. This is not just, hey, check it out. The center is very good, too. I'm not telling you you have to come out and watch. You know, <laughs> don't, th- don't let O'Hagan hear about that. But I'm not, I'm not telling people to come out and stare at the center. I'm telling people, come out and watch this guy fling it to that guy. There are a lot of other things you're going to like, too. But in trying to not dumb it down but give you the simplest version of what you're going to enjoy about UB football this year, You've got guys at skill positions that are going to be putting on a show, and you're going to want to see it right from the start. There have been, even before the season started, I believe the count's up to somewhere around 27 or 28 NFL team scouts that have attended UB practice so far. Not surprising with the level of players we're talking about. And beyond Anthony Johnson and Tyree Jackson, I think guys like James O'Hagan, Khalil Hodge, Chuck Harris are all guys that NFL scouts are, hmm, watching and looking and seeing physically and seeing performances. So, of course, the big-name guys are going to bring them out, but but – this is this is going to be a destination for almost every NFL general manager and director of scouting before this year is out. Of all the, you know, you mentioned preseason All-American for Anthony Johnson, first time in, uh, in UB history for that. And I was saying, sitting over to the side, you know, if they would have waited until – 10 minutes into the season in 2013, Khalil Mack would have been first team. But he hadn't quite established himself there. Here, what I think is the most interesting, you know, seeing guys listed in mock drafts and that stuff. One of them, a senior. He's going to be drafted. The other's a junior. That if it goes as well as we think, we might not have Tyree Jackson here to watch next year. So you got to keep an eye on that. You want to get in on that now. My favorite of all the things was Kirk Herbstreit put out a list of the top uh, tandems in college football. Five tandems. And one of them playing across the street in Amherst, New York. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Listen to Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah. Go watch this. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Yeah. What's uh, I, I know I've felt it. I think you've felt it. Um, you know, the buzz of, of, of your friends and the family and just people are asking, you, I assume you, and they're Constantly. asking me more about UB football than ever before. I'll tell you what, and this might seem goofy, I think the success of the basketball program has helped. The men's and women's basketball program overall elevating the level of respect that the school is getting in this area. Locals who have always sort of, you know, it's the little three, and they're kind of lumped in, little four, however you want to put it. Um, UB is one of those programs. And, you know, you know how it is. When St. Bonaventure had its peak, uh, a lot of people cared about St. Bonaventure. And it's not to say that we don't still. And whether it's uh, Canisius or Niagara having a run in anything, UB has assembled over the course of the past several years championship quality programs throughout the athletic department, and eventually it adds up to a point where you have to have uh, a fair amount of respect for it. So I think three out of four trips to the NCAA tournament in basketball, Sweet 16 in the women's basketball tournament, does something to help our credibility when saying, 
you might want to check out this yeah. football team. The first voice you will hear at 5 o'clock on Saturday when the UB football pregame show comes on the air belongs to that man, Brad Ryder, and the rest of us will join him afterwards. He is the pregame, halftime, postgame host for UB football. Brad, thanks for a couple of minutes here. Thanks, and Paul. looking forward to even more time to talk about a lot of the same stuff on Saturday. I'm ready. It's 5 o'clock for the pregame, 6 o'clock for the kickoff on Saturday at UB Stadium, the Bulls in Delaware State. When we come back, we'll talk with our postgame show host, Bob Gaunt. Going to break down the schedule for the Bulls for you. When we return, this is the UB Football Insider Show from Learfield. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the UB Football Insider Show. We're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. It's Buffalo's original pizzeria. We will be here every Monday at noon recording the UB Football Insider Show. Coach Leipold will be here. Player guests will be here. So if you're looking for a place to come out and hang out, grab lunch and talk football, this is the place to be. Right now, joining me is Bulls postgame host and also part of the pregame and halftime as well. His name is Bob Gone. Uh, he is as tuned into this team as anybody. Bob, always good to have you on. We want to talk a little bit about the schedule. I want you to take everybody through the schedule because expectations will only be realized right. if the schedule goes the way it's supposed to go for the Bulls. So let's start with Saturday, the opener, 6 o'clock at UB Stadium against the Delaware State Sure, Coach uh, Rod uh, Milstead, first year. This is a team that has really struggled the last seven, uh, several years. Five and 40 the last uh, four years. They lost 77 to 6 their last time out. That was against uh, Florida State. So this is a team that's definitely in transition. Um, so it, it should be a good start for the Bulls on Saturday. Week two goes on the road. Probably the Bulls' biggest test of the season comes at Temple. Temple is a yes, a good team. Seven and six uh, last year. They had a quarterback Frank uh, Nutelli who uh, came in, won four of their last uh, five games uh, for them, and they get a good uh, safety, a good defense there. They're picked to go second in the uh, American Athletic uh, Conference East. So uh, this is a good team. This is going to be a tough game, particularly on the road against uh, a Temple team in Philly. And then week three is September fifteenth, back home. Uh, an odd MAC game early in September doesn't always happen. Eastern Michigan comes here off a very difficult season, but with maybe the best defense in the MAC. You're absolutely right. They might have the best defense, so this is going to be a good test for the Bulls' offense, uh, but offensively, this is uh, one of the themes this year. The Bulls are going to be playing a lot of teams with new quarterbacks. Of course, the quarterback for Eastern Michigan, if you watch Hard Knocks, is Broby. Uh, Broby. Yeah. Broby is, uh, you know, trying to, to make it with the, the Cleveland Browns. He is the second best passer all time for Eastern Michigan. They got to replace him, so, I mean, that's one thing that's a huge question mark for that team. All right, and then on the road on the 22nd, uh, the only Power 5 team the Bulls play this year are the Rutgers Scarlet Knights of the Big Ten, but they're a Big Ten team, somewhat in name only. They've struggled. They're picked by a lot of people to be towards the bottom of the Big Ten, so this has the chance to be a really significant opportunity to get a Power 5 win. Sure, and the last uh, team that we talked about, Eastern Michigan, last year went into Rutgers and won 16-13. to 13. You talk about how they compare against other Big Ten teams in terms of yardage. In Big Ten uh, games last year, they were minus 210 yards in their Big Ten games. So they're not exactly the uh, typical Big Ten team as you're talking about. But their coach, uh, Chris Ash, is a good defensive coordinator before he was the Ohio State Wisconsin's defensive coordinator. So they're kind of a, if they're going to win it, they're going to win it with defense. But certainly, uh, this is a four team last year and not great things are expected from Rutgers this and year. they're starting a true freshman quarterback that came out towards the end of last week the non-conference part of the schedule gets wrapped up at home on the 29th with what should be a huge crowd it always is a big draw the army black knights are here the bulls beat them here two years ago narrowly lost to them last year 
that I think is a really interesting game. Absolutely interesting game, and as you, uh, I firmly think that the UB should have won that game last year uh, in Army, uh, lost uh, to it late, had a, had a lead. But uh, Army is a team that must replace their quarterback, uh, Ahmad Bradshaw, who was really good, won like 18 of their last uh, 25 games that he played at Army. So when you lose that quarterback and you've got that offense, that's another team that I think went 10-3 and three last year. They still have their running back back. But uh, this is a team that's in transition as well. He, he is Bob Gaughan. He is the UB Bulls Radio Network postgame show host. This is the UB Football Insider Show. We're running through the Bulls' schedule, getting you ready for the start of the season on Saturday against uh, – Delaware State. October starts on the road at Central Michigan. Four straight bowl games for Central Michigan, but all the predictions are this is going to be a transition year for Central Michigan. Not the same way. Again, we're in that theme of quarterbacks. New quarterback. They had Cooper Rush. They had uh, Shane Morris last year. He's gone. New quarterback there. So all the predictions are predicted fifth uh, in the in the division this year. So for a team that's gone to uh, you know a few bowl games in a row, predicted down year for Central Michigan. Back home on Saturday the 13th against the defending MAC East champion, the Akron Zips. Second uh, best quarterback in the history of Akron was Thomas Woodson. He's not there anymore. Again, that continues uh, that theme. So the Zips were an interesting team last year. They were seven and zero, and when they were leading at halftime, zero and seven. When they were <laughs> not leading at halftime, they finished up. 7-7. Seven and seven. Of course, you got Terry Bowden there, so you're always going to be worried about guys that he might, you know, have his connections with uh, other other teams. But, uh, again, without Woodson there, I don't think that uh, offensively it's going to be the same team they were last year. September, uh, October 20th on the road, what might very well be the game of the year in the MAC. It's the Bulls on the road at the Toledo Rockets, the defending MAC champions. And boy, they got a trio of receivers Cody Thompson, Deontay Johnson, and uh, John Vay uh, Johnson. They got three great receivers. Uh, the question is who's throwing it to them? Again, let's go with the theme Logan Woodside. You know, one of their best in the quarterbacks NFL. in the yeah, one of the best quarterbacks they've ever had in their history. He's not throwing the ball to those three receivers. Who's throwing it to him? And I think that that's, you know, like I said, the theme of the year, and that's why I think there's so much hype because who knows who these quarterbacks and are they going to be good? Are they not going to be good? And that's why all these teams have question marks that the Bulls don't. Ma, October 30th on a Tuesday night, we know Miami of Ohio has a good quarterback in Gus Ragland. Gus Ragland is a really good quarterback, and they play a really tough non-conference schedule. Cincinnati, Minnesota, Army, Marshall. So they're uh, they're tough. A disciple Chuck Martin of uh, Brian Kelly, only 16 and 33. This is an important year for Chuck Martin in Miami, Ohio. Gus Ragland's got to come up big uh, for him, or uh, I think that you know that record might catch up to him. The following Tuesday is November 6th. Bulls will be home to a Kent State team that has completely blown it up with a new coaching staff. Yeah, and this is a, a guy that comes over. He's kind of a clone of Dino Babers with Syracuse. And he wants to run a very fast-paced offense. Uh, Syracuse last year, 87 plays per game. It was number one in the country. So he's trying to institute that new offense, but you got to believe it's going to take at least a year to get things rolling there. So this is a 2-10 and ten team last year that's uh, really, I think, a lot of people think we'll struggle again this year. Wednesday night, November 14th, on the road, might be the battle for the Mac East title with the Ohio Bobcats. The Bulls have not won at Ohio, I think since 2008. Ohio hasn't won in Buffalo in the last five trips either. It's been a weird series like that. So here's Ohio's year. They got everybody coming back on offense. They're supposed to be loaded, uh, including you know their quarterback, Nathan Rourke, who the Bills, Bulls did a really good job on last year. But uh, he had like 21 rushing touchdowns, so he was really good. But their offense is all coming back, but their defense isn't. So, you know, what is happening with that team at that time of year? So that's the, that's the prediction for Ohio. Great offense, suspect defense. And then the regular season wraps up on a Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, on the road at Bowling Green. 
Bowling Green, uh, Mike Jinx is in his third year, and he's brought in Carl Polini, uh, Bo Polini's uh, brother, as a new defensive coordinator to try and change things around. This is a team that only went 2-10 and ten last year, so not great things are expected from them again this year. All right, so sum it up for me. There's your schedule. What are you thinking? I'm, I'm thinking that this is the first time that in our lifetime, and we're, we're not young, First time in our lifetime that 12 and 0 is on the table. <laughs> here it, here I know, it, it is. It is. There it is. It really is. I love not, it. There's never been a. There's never been a situation. There's always been. You're playing Ohio State. You're playing Minnesota. You get. You know this huge under. There's not. It's not on the schedule this year, nope. Paul. It, it literally. It's not there. Now, do I think they're going to go 12 and 0? My prediction would be nine and three. That that would be. And Which if would you still me, be the greatest season right. in Bulls history. And if you want to know who the three toughest ones are, it's at Temple, at Toledo, at, at Ohio. Those are the three toughest. But I am telling you that there is not one game here that you would say, you know, that's a loss. All it's, right. it's there. It's exciting. This How is why it's an exciting that? year. How about that to get you ready for the season opener on Saturday, 6 o'clock kickoff at UB Stadium against Delaware State. You'll hear more from Bob Gone on the pregame, halftime, and postgame shows as part of our broadcast that gets going at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Bob, thanks for the insight. All right, you got it. Thanks, Bob. You got it. That's Bob Gone. We'll come back for one more segment here, talk a little bit about the Bulls in the NFL with our buddy John Fuller. This is the UB Football Insider Show from Learfield. Welcome back to our final segment of the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold. My name is Paul Peck. We're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. If you don't have your tickets for Saturday's home opener against Delaware State, there's a flash sale going on. It started at noon today, goes to noon tomorrow. $18 special single game ticket price available at the UB ticket office, plus a 20% discount at the Bulls team shop. So get your tickets for the home opener, which comes up on Saturday, 6 o'clock start, 4 o'clock for Stampede Square and the country music concert by Keith James. Time to welcome in our buddy John Fuller, Assistant Athletic Director for Communications. John, let's talk a little bit about the Bulls players in the NFL because over the past week, anybody that was watching some of the national games or the Bills game got a chance to see some familiar Bulls names. Let's uh, let's start with a couple of guys, particularly down in Tampa Bay. Yeah, so... Uh you know, right after the draft, Damone Harris was signed as an undrafted free agent with the Bucks, and uh, he's he's kind of climbing the depth chart. I think he might have a chance to make that team. He's doing some nice things. Felt like I saw him get some what seemed like second team reps yeah, there in that game. The last depth chart I saw had him like as the third defensive end. Like, I, so he, he may have he might, he might have a good opportunity to make that team. Um, so it would be great. And then uh, just last week, uh, Matt Weiser signed with the Bucks. I don't know if there was an injury situation or whatever. They needed a tight end, and then they signed Matt, you know, which which is great for him. You know, he, he was in camp with uh, the Chargers last year, so he's had some opportunities in the NFL. Uh, he's never made a team, but maybe, you know, he can uh, he can cling on with, with the uh, with, with the Bucks. Yeah, he got a lot of snaps. That was a national TV game, so we had a chance to see DeMone made a nice play, knocked a pass down. Matt Weiser got a lot of snaps. Speaking of tight ends, the guy who backed up Matt Weiser and then took his job as the starting tight end after Matt left was Mason Shrek, who's with the Bengals, played against the Bills and had three catches for 58 yards in that yeah, game. Yeah, uh, the Bengals' second-leading receiver yesterday or yesterday against the Bills. And, you know, Matt or Mason Shrek's a guy. He was drafted by the Bengals in the seventh round last year, suffered an injury, you know, didn't play the whole year. But they put him on injury reserve and they kept him around. So that's a promising sign that, that they like him and, then they you know, they like what he does. And he, uh, you know, he proved it yesterday. He's been playing well during camp and hopefully he'll, uh, you know, he'll, he'll play for them this season. All right, there's a couple of other Bulls that are battling to make NFL rosters. Uh, Rubens Joseph is on the Dolphins. Yeah, Rubens Joseph is an offensive lineman playing tackle with, with uh, the Dolphins. He was with the, the, the uh, Ravens last year. And then John Kling, remember John Kling? Sure. A few years back. He's in Redskins camp right now. So, you know, we're rooting for those guys. Hopefully they can uh, 
have a good camp and, and, and make it, you know, make them a team. Brandon Oliver, uh, after the, the stint with the Chargers, is now with the Colts. He's been banged up and he hasn't really played much, has he? Yeah, you know, Brandon Oliver, uh, you know, was not re-signed by the Chargers this past year. So um, Frank Reich, who was their offensive coordinator in, in San Diego when he was there, is now the um, head coach for the Colts. Mm -hmm. Must have liked to take a leg to Brandon. Brought him to Indianapolis. Fortunately, strained his hamstring early on. I don't think he's even played in the game yet, so we'll see how that goes for him. But at least he's still getting a look. Yeah, and I think the whole world knows where, where the other bull in the NFL is not really well, in the NFL right, right now. No one knows Khalil, where he is. Yeah, Khalil Mack obviously in his holdout situation with the Raiders and rumors of trades and all that stuff, so I know everybody's got their eyes on what's going to happen to Khalil Mack. John, I know you're excited. We are too. Can't wait to get it all going on Saturday. Yeah, I can't wait, Paul. All right, John Fuller is the Assistant Athletic Director for Communications. He'll join us every week here on the show with cool little tidbits and updates on what's going on with the guys in the NFL and everything else you need to know. We thank you for joining us for this season opening edition of the UB Football Insider with Lance Leipel. We'll see you at the stadium. Six o'clock kickoff against Delaware State to get it all rolling on Saturday. Make sure you get your tickets, get there early for the concert, and we'll see you back here at Santora's on Millersport every Monday. Thanks for joining us. This is the UB Football Insider Show from Learfield. This has been UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation.